they were bending the character around the actor, which is always the mistake. In any other format, in any other genre of film, it's not this. But if you're doing characters that have been around for decades, the character matters more than the actor. I'm sorry, everybody. I know that actors drive box office, but the character is the important thing. The only reason I saw Aquaman 2 <laughs> is is thanks to our friend Kate. Again, uh, Kate, I'm yeah. going to keep shouting out to you. Because of her, I had the ability to go see a thing that I probably wouldn't have spent Dude, money on. Right. But I'm glad I saw it, as in I'm glad I've seen that uh, free of any kind of like obligation or whatever. And I, I really didn't like it. But with, <laughs> but but I can't wait to hear what you think about it. I won't go any further than that. So really? you say, don't want to spoil it. Is, is this no, just something I mean, you I don't want to? Spoil? We should be able to talk about it. But it's just okay. E- even if this weren't the end of the DCEU, this would have just been a very bad movie. I, I found it really bad, and it has actually picked up. Like it's making a lot of money worldwide. So people are going like. See, it just had a slow start and people are warming to it. I'm like going, well, I mean, people warm to shit, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and, and I see the good things in it. But generally speaking, what a terrible sequel. What a terrible Aquaman movie. Um, and I felt embarrassed for, like, contractual obligation people like Nicole Kidman. I'm like, oh, God, worst thing you've ever been associated with. But it's, it's, it's just bad. Yeah. It's been interesting watching. Um, there's been a lot of uh, videos put up by YouTubers lately about the end of the DCEU and yeah. w- w- you know what caused it to fail and, and all this stuff. And I, I know a lot of people, you know, with, with us, like, people like you and me being, you know, very critical of Snyder's directorial style and not being a fan yeah. of Man of Steel and not being a fan of Batman. Well, you didn't see Batman v Superman, but I know you wouldn't like it. You don't have to see it to know that you wouldn't like it. Yeah. But if it, it is true, and some of the some of the videos I've seen, it was obvious anyway that the the DC management and everything was was a mess anyway. But it wasn't just him; it was there was obviously a huge mess from from start to finish that they just couldn't I, figure out what they wanted I to do. I do think that I mean, and I dump on Snyder, and then I watched Rebel Moon, and then realized, oh no, it's okay to continue to dump on Snyder even if he's not messing. <laughs> I'm so. Well, I hope you watch Rebel Moon. We need to talk about that too. Yeah, apparently uh, yeah. He, he's still getting studio people messing with him and not letting well, him do what he I wants mean, to do. Ish. I, I watching that, I'm like, he's always going to work the same narrative. Like, guys, just wait until you watch my director's cut. His director's right. cut, which will be even longer, is going to be released. This was all part of the plan. He you now so? has this. Yeah, he, he has got this thing. But I will say it'll probably be a little better, but I'm looking at the bones of the thing. I'm looking at even the version that's on there now, and I'm going, you're not a good storyteller. Because even Snyder fans have been panning it. Yeah, he's an amazing visualist. There's some great shots, a good cast, given terrible dialogue. There's no story there. It's all homage to other things. And you can sit there going like, oh, that's his take on this. Oh, that's his take on this. It's like, well, how about trying something original? and blowing us away and and it's just not there i, I yeah. really but again we'll have that conversation uh should you choose to watch it but i'll just say this is that um i think you're right i think it was a mess even without snyder you don't have a kevin feige there's no overriding um idea or philosophy or tone and i think the reason the dceu failed the movies aren't good the movies yeah. aren't good. Basically, I mean, yeah. you've got great properties, and uh, I will sit there saying that I enjoyed Wonder Woman. I enjoyed, to some degree, Aquaman the first. Aquaman the first. Uh, I, I enjoyed, to some degree, Shazam. And I enjoyed James Gunn's Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Birds of Prey-ish. But generally speaking the grand sweep you're and the flash flash eh, could have been could have been could great have been, could have been great yeah so but I, I will just say that bottom line and i still stand by this the worst marvel movie is better than the best 
of the DCEU movies. Yes. So that is a problem. It has yeah. nothing to do with your love of particular characters. Because I'm sitting there going, The Eternals, which gets dumped on all the time, is a beautiful movie. And I, as a comic fan, have never cared too much about those characters. Icarus, Cersei, great. You know, they're just Marvel cosmic people. And I thought that movie, which is underrated, is beautiful and and really gripping. And there's really good stuff in it. Is it a bit of a mess? Sure. Still would rather watch Eternals than any of those I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Than any of the DC movies. And that is a shame because I love Superman. Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash. Give them to me. Just do them well, he said, yes. shaking his hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got the handshake, DC. You got the handshake. <laughs> that, I, oh, God, I was wa- Chad, I can't stop. <laughs> Chad, I oh, literally It's going to be okay. There call they go. Call there they go. There they go. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, one of the videos I was watching uh, enlightened me to something I didn't know before about uh, I, I enjoyed the about, Wonder Woman about boys and girls and when they like each other, <laughs> what well, they sometimes do. <laughs> no, the, the the first Wonder Woman movie, which I did enjoy, I, yeah. I did I did I did think that was uh, remarkably better, you know, than the other films we'd seen at that point. Yes, uh, what I did know is, like, I remember thinking that most of the movie is pretty good until the ending. Not that the ending was bad; it was just like uh, it's kind of boring. The big the big uh, beat 'em up CG thing at the end, yeah. And it turns out that wasn't even supposed to be, it was going to be, you know, she, she finally encounters or finally, uh, confronts, uh, the God Aries, of War. Yeah. God and, of War. and he's like, well, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> this is, this is all humanity. It didn't have anything to do with me, which I think that the dialogue is still in the movie anyway. And then there's, right. I can't remember. Doesn't that happen? And then, then it's, there's a twist or something. And he says, oh no, it is me. Or, Stay I true. Can't, I can't, can't remember. There, there wasn't. That was supposed to be. That was supposed to be the message at the end of the film. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't have anything to do with Aries, God like, of War. Wait, we got to have a superhero throwdown yeah. with a CG guy. So, yeah, they, they, they were messing with even the Great best of the movies. David Thewlis, but man, I'm sorry, CGing his face on a on a big video game boss villain at the end. I was like, oh, yeah. this is working. Yeah, yeah. No offense to Mr. Thewlis, but yeah. Not so exactly Aquaman, Aries got a war. Aquaman a big step down from the first first one, huh? Big step down. And what big step down. What what happened, do you think? I mean, other uh, than the fact that they know that the the their time was up, probably. I, 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 I James Wan, just similar to Snyder, he can he's a visualist. The effects as far as Atlantis looks amazing. A lot of the stuff is looks okay. But it's just the story and script are just dumb. The dialogue they have them saying, I mean, Patrick Wilson is is a great actor. And they're just having him do dumb shit, and I feel bad for him. Momoa is still very charming, <clears throat> but this is actually kind of the, the thing I have. Uh, <laughs> this is similar to the Jessica Jones thing. Uh, I really liked Jessica Jones all the seasons we got on Netflix. But what they did that was wrong is just hit the reset button. So they didn't allow the character to learn or grow from the previous season. It's yeah. like now she's back in the same emotional place. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's not great. So mm-hmm. even though I enjoyed it, I was like, guys, you got to move stuff. You can't just keep saying the same story. First season, she's got daddy issues. Second season, she's got mom issues or whatever. It's like, stop it. Yeah. And Aquaman 2 is the same thing. It's he's king of Atlantis. He's a father and a husband, but he has not learned. And he's they make that regal thing at the end of the first episode of the first episode, first movie where he's got the costume, the trident. And it's like, and I'm now king of Atlantis. Like, oh, good. Our boy has grown up cut to this movie and he's like i don't know man single parent he acts like a single dad that's one of the way they've cut mira way down yeah um so most of the movie he feels like he's a single dad and every now and then she'll show up and you're like oh right you're married mm-hmm. but basically it's like going i just love being aquaman and they're like i don't like being king it's boring mm. and i'm like going <laughs> 
I, I Aqua Bro is just not my take on the character. So yeah, Aqua yeah. Bro is where they take him back to, and he spends the whole movie basically like going, "Man, I'm not meant to rule. I just want to get out there and do my thing." And they kind of do allow him at the end of the movie, like to say, <laughs> it makes a little bit of sense where he goes, "Hey, Ocean Master, my brother, you're." means were wrong but you were a good ruler so basically at the end of the movie he goes can i just um go back to kind of being like aquaman guy and you rule he's like no i'm a criminal still i can't do it just trust your instincts they're good he's like all right <laughs> and then the end of the movie <laughs> then the end of the movie they do this oh i'm spoiling it for you it's That's okay but basically he does a big speech it's an it's like uh, the United Nations, it's very much like uh, the second Black Panther. Atlantis reveals itself to the world. Oh. Like, we're here, and he's talking to the UN or the world, but it's basically like he's standing in front of, you know, SeaWorld. Uh, he's not <laughs> in, in the UN or anything, but he's like going, we have to work together to clean the planet, and we will use our technology to work with you. And I'm like, this is all fine. This is good stuff. That's a fine message. He goes, my name is Arthur, and I'm the king of Atlantis. And then he goes, then it's like they said, Jason, just go with this one. So then he picks up the mic and goes, I am Aquaman. Drops the mic, like, yeah! And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that line. Yeah. And then the 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 button. This is the thing that is so, it's appropriate-ish. That the DCEU, the last footage we will see from that universe, is Patrick Wilson as Ocean Master, who's free uh, on his own recognizance, eating a hamburger for the first time because Arthur told him how good surface food is. And he's just at a re like outdoor restaurant. Um, and also Arthur had tricked him into thinking that cockroaches were a delicacy. So he's eating a <laughs> burger and he's like, pretty good and then a cockroach for some reason and this restaurant is on his table and he grabs it puts it in his cheeseburger and then and then eats it with the cockroach and he's like yeah even better that's the last thing that's the send-off of the dceu is ocean master eating a cockroach and i'm like going great job dceu oh man i so i, I, I think they just thought we would just be like wrapped up in how fun everything is and i'm like I love a fun superhero movie, but just don't be dumb. And the dialogue mm. is stupid. Mm. I'm sitting there going, people got paid for this? And again, I sit here in my little studio apartment going, give me two days. I would have fucking brought the intelligence quotient of that movie up by about, you know, 10, 15%. Uh, at least give me a couple of weeks. It'll be a smart movie. Mm. But this thing is stupid. Mm. All right. There's Brendan's capsule review. Oh, I heard I heard about something that sounded funny the way it was described. I, I, I'm curious to know if it was executed to be actually funny. Was that 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 Ocean Master Orm doesn't know how to run when they're on on land. So he's having trouble running. That, it, yeah, that sounds I, funny, but I probably I'm guessing it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it, well, what's interesting is that uh, there's an earlier scene of them running and uh away from something and he's doing the arms back but they don't address it and i'm going okay that's an interesting choice i'm like all right that makes sense i guess he's not used to he's used to swimming so the arms back thing so that's the way i'm thinking it's not till like 10 minutes later that the scene you're talking about happens when it's a much more extended running scene and arthur's like what are you doing and he's like going i'm running and he's like going work your arms do this and he goes oh that works i'm running faster no it's not a great scene okay <laughs> i mean it had a point it wasn't just it's like okay that actually i like the idea but again it's just like mm, he's not used it? to running on land yeah and i will say patrick wilson being in such good shape and being a handsome guy and yes he has the blonde hair in this i just kept sitting there going like shit man that's aquaman right there <laughs> yeah. no offense to Momoa but they're like literally next to each other and I'm just keep going like that's what Aquaman looks like and that's yeah. Momoa who's gotten even bigger that was another thing that threw me off in this movie he's swole so it's weird to look at him I'm like Aquaman I always pictured as like a live guy because he's a swimmer 
uh, and usually he's drawn that way. People don't generally rip him up like, I'm Aquaman. <laughs> this guy's uh, like a tree. Yeah. Um, and most of the movie, he's running around looking like a guy who goes to a lot of fish concerts. <laughs> <laughs> most of the movie literally is him and that you've seen it in the trailer. That sort of like just baggy, like rattan type shirt or whatever. And he's got like these he's got a sash around his waist and he's wearing these loose pants. And I'm like going, dude, just, did you see him in uh Cleveland? They were fucking awesome, man. They were fucking, <laughs> they did one song. It was 45 fucking minutes long. Man. So yeah, you could uh, smell a lot of weed coming out of the movie too. It was just like, I look forward to a recasting There's... of Aquaman and yes, Jason yes, Momoa, yes. please find another character. Lobo is such a good fit for that yeah. guy. Well, and along those lines, he there was that clip that of him on Fallon that I sent you. Oh, right, yes, yes. Which is so classic because you can tell he's totally unbothered by the fact that he knows this movie's going to bomb. He's like, because he he puts his hand on a uh, on Jimmy's hand, like I will always have a home at DC. <laughs> just in case you didn't know, he's so excited and he's so he's just and I I I didn't really I, you know I don't particularly think he's a great actor and I, I haven't seen him he in a movie. He is a good presence. Yeah. Cause I saw him in, what was it? One of the fast and furious movies yeah, where he was the, the villain. Like the, the most recent one. Yeah. And it was, it was okay. And but he'll was like, be in the next three, which is a trilogy according but, to yeah, Vin Diesel. I didn't really find his villain to be very compelling in that. Of course I wasn't really watching the movie anyways. That this is stupid. It's fast and furious. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Lobo, something character like Lobo is, is so, I mean, people keep saying it's so up his alley. It makes so it's much sense. crazy. Like visually also character wise, you want someone for a Jason Momoa who is basically uh, a, a character that runs on that kind of charm, a roguish charm. That's a perfect character. Uh, I'm not saying it's just a strange fit. And uh, the Aquaman, they were bending the character around the actor, which is always the mistake. Mm-hmm. It's like the character, the actor has to to disappear into disappear the character. Disappear into the role, yeah. What I will say about the thing I think that Gunn gets and that Feige gets, and I just read that book on the MCU. Did I tell you about that? You mentioned it, yeah. Yeah, it's just really good. But the the what Feige got is, the, and it sounds, in any other format, in any other genre of film, it's not this. But if you're doing characters that have been around for decades the character matters more than the actor i'm sorry everybody i know that actors drive box office but the character is the important thing it's the same with bond i mean the actors are no one comes in and reinterprets bond it's just various levels it's mm-hmm. like our you know roger moore got wacky but it wasn't them saying that bond is now wacky it's just that that was the time it went through that phase and you know and then craig was deadly serious and great but they it's just bonds the important thing and they you can say he was a good bond a bad bond whatever blah 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 but the character is what you think of you don't sit there going man i can't wait for another one of those daniel craig movies where he's in a tuxedo and you go do you mean the bond movies so, yes, Batman's the same way. We've had so many Batman, and we talk about the good ones or the bad ones, but the character is what is important. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think that should be the case in anything else, but when you're ad- adapting or adopting IP, and now Star Wars has become so entrenched, it is now its own thing, that if they were, like when they did Solo, that was tricky. And I do think they did a pretty good job, actually. Yeah underrated i think that guy did about as good a job as like i am embodying this character as a younger man it's just funny you might i was just thinking about that because my mom and i were talking about this, this just yesterday because she she texted me said i just watched solo i was like oh cool and i, I called her say what did you think and uh yeah she she loved it and i was good. like yeah you know it was a really fun movie and my my quibbles with it are minor you yeah. know, my, I think the thing I came away from it most disappointed in is that they, they just bought they they so fumbled the ball in marketing that movie maybe yes. it was a mistake to make it in the first place but i think the biggest mistakes in it really were them thinking that they had the pander so hard to uh to fan service and stuff in that yeah. even though because the very yeah. concept was fan servicey but like you you said it last time we talked about like the whole thing about him having an origin for his last name which was so unnecessary 
But it's so, so weird to hear that that was that was how the movie was pitched. Uh, oh no! Yeah, that that was their pitch when they were saying, "What about this?" You know, the origin of Solo's name, and they're like, "I love it. That's great. Let's make." Are you? What is wrong with you people? That is. I, I, I would have. Nobody. Pitched it as, I would have literally pitched it as uh, Han meets Chewie. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like I mean, we want on. to see the origin of that duo, how they become friends. Kessel Run. We want to know what the sure. Kessel Run was. Yeah. Uh, him and Lando. I want yeah. to see the backstory. But yeah, yeah the, the last name, never thought about it. Yeah. Never cared about where, because for one thing, that's where it gets uncomfortable. Soul yeah. is a human earth word, and we're trying to forget about what it means in a galaxy far, far away. Skywalker, that's all Englishy English stuff, and we just need to not think about it. There, there was one little bit of dialogue that I thought maybe would have qualified that 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 tangent in the story it wasn't even really a tangent. It was just something they threw in as if it was important because it was, but it wasn't, but there's, there's a scene where uh, Lando and, and Han are talking about their fathers, I think, or, or, or Lando asks Han about, or Han, Han mentions, Oh, my dad used to, used to, used to repair YT 1300. Oh yeah. 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 And, and Lando says, Oh yeah. Do you have a good relationship with your father? And he goes, no, no, not exactly. <laughs> you know? And I thought, okay, did he run away from home and, and drop his real last name? Is that why he needed a new name? That would have made it a little bit more interesting as, as to why we're even talking about but it. But you know what I like about that, that bit of dialogue. And again, I don't care about where the last name came from, but, but at the same time, that is, I do think it was well-written for the most part, besides mm-hmm. your little quibbles and my same quibble is that um, a little thing like that dropped in germinates the seeds in our minds of like what was his childhood like and and so again it just keeps building the world out i i'm not asking for another movie where we have little boy han running around and getting that but it will end up being fodder for another novelization or whatever it is someone will seek it out and say "Ooh, there was that one little mention and now i want to build like what kind of childhood led to a han solo all that's fine i love that because you don't want it to not give glimpses into what came before or or direction of we know where it's going. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say Doctor Who does a lot of that, too, uh, which we were going to talk about Doctor Who today. And I think that Doctor Who has always been great about dropping little seeds that other writers and showrunners will go like, ooh. Plus, you have a character that can go anywhere in time and space. And so there's infinite opportunities to go. You know, the whole thing of like, you were a foundling. You know, all that stuff about him on Gallifrey. And like, mm, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, look at you. That was, <laughs> you don't like that. You're like, yeah, fuck that. Well, I, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch that whole, the, 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 the stuff they were referring to about the flux and uh, the timeless mm-hmm. child and stuff. I, I Yeah. That was where I checked out. It was when that stuff was starting. I was like, ah. "Are are you okay?" But it really though? wasn't. You- it wasn't so much about that whole tangent. It was just the writing. I thought in the first season was just so bad, and it got just tended to get worse. There was only maybe one or two episodes I thought were actually pretty tightly composed uh, yeah. with her her character and everything. I thought was yeah, uh, you know the whole. Where it's like a couple of moments where I thought, oh, yeah, that's Doctor Who. You know, she's it's really. A, it's a sad, it. like we've said before, it's sad that you have a genuinely awesome actor. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. All right. I'll say it. I've got a crush on. But also <laughs> uh, an awesome actor who is just not given, not done justice by the mm-hmm. writing. Uh, the stories weren't great. The direction wasn't great. And I'm like, oh, what a waste of a Doctor Who. Yeah. And I like I do hope that she'll be game enough to show up in all the little because they will have them episodes where they all meet up again and like, oh, you're me. Oh, uh, you're me. So you saw the Christmas special. I did. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I will say um, I I watched all of the the three specials. and and then the the first episode with with our new doctor um with the introduction of i didn't like the name of ruby what is it ruby wednesday or yeah, whatever her name is i mean it's what, like whatever. guys and plus her origin the idea that he was there 
when she was being dropped off as a child. I'm like, this is a little too similar to Amy Pond, where the doctor had met her as a child and comes back, and now he's her, she's his yeah. companion. Yeah. That was a little on the nose. I didn't think the actress was bad. I think that she was fine. Everyone was cast well. I loved her family situation. That's great. Uh, and clearly they're going for the new theme are like um, the outsiders. The idea of, uh, well, I myself was a foundling. So they're doing that. It's like, who who do I belong to? Well, I found my own family. And clearly, Doctor with his companions is a new found family. And it's a fine theme. I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Our, our new Doctor is very charming. And they are clearly going, again, in a very quiet political way. But it's sort of like, see, he's kind of the first really gay Doctor. And that's not good or bad because the Doctor himself is pretty asexual. But now that he's been a woman and then they did that pretty great joke with donna uh running alongside tenant and going because i always kind of saw that he goes yeah maybe <laughs> like i guess <laughs> yeah. so because and that's fine pansexual asexual whatever kind of makes now sense we have yeah. a very dancey singy the singy thing i'm i'm like oh no that, yeah that that was where the episode lost me i was like oh here we go again with it, they, yeah. they're in a they're in a situation where they're singing so they have to sing too and Oh and, yeah, it's very Marvels. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, I, you know, in the Marvels, at least there was they they went to go, almost bent over backwards trying to explain why it was happening, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. was which I appreciated that nerdiness of it. And here, they they don't really they kind of hint at that aspect of it, like, well, I guess we have to sing too, and and it was just too. It reminded me too much of the like like Jedi rocks from from the uh, special edition of Return of the Jedi. I was like, oh, this is really obnoxious. Yes. So. It was a little much and, and, and whether it's necessary or not, basically anything's necessary. If you're trying to tell an interesting story, I just kept sitting there going like that is uh, a little bit. And I would have to be able to talk to Russell T Davies, which I would love to. Uh, but basically is that him bending the character to the actor? which is not generally something they do too often with Doctor Who, though sometimes they will go like, um, you get like a Peter Davidson and the way he looks, of course he's going to be in like the little cricket outfit, you know, but in this case they've got a musical theater guy. And so I have this, just like with Capaldi who actually plays guitar and they're like, well, the doctor's going to be pulling out his guitar. And I'm like, okay. And so now I think yeah. it is going to be like, oh, no, how many episodes will have this guy doing a dance routine or singing? I'm OK with it. His new, like, weird sonic screwdriver that's no longer shaped yeah, I like a screwdriver. I don't get that. Yeah. Looks like a uh, like an iPhone or something. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But generally speaking, story was fine. I'm like, okay. Um, yes. Stealing babies kind of, and I do like him sitting there going magic. Well, yeah, we just have to think in terms of folklore and magic. Cause that's also science. And I'm like, I like that concept. That's great. Yeah. Because they, doctor who has occasionally gone up against actual supernatural stuff, but oh, yeah, I like that. They're like, Oh, you just have to think of it in those terms, but it's its own science. Great. Yeah. I didn't really have any, yeah, I didn't have any problems with the, the goblins themselves because we've they've there've been much more ridiculous Some of the design of them was, was the design was pretty cool normal yeah. sized people with these big heads so that when you get them in a perspective shot it looks like they're tiny people with these like and you're like oh i like that it's kind of yeah. cool it was just that was another thing about the singing that bothered me because they were first introduced and they're like they're hissing like yes. little like but little then cats. They're, they're clapping but then and they dancing. just sing like well they sing like human beings and it's like that's yeah. You're ruining it. You're kind of breaking the immersion there. <laughs> I just picture you looking at the screen Russell. like, you're ruining it. <laughs> Stop it. I'm throwing things at the TV. Mm. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm happy to report that we still have Mavity. We have Mavity. I, yeah, I caught that. I caught that. And it was they're, thrown in very subtly. So I, I have a feeling that's that's one they're of the long gonna, games for this season. It's one of the long games. So that's that's cool. I'm, that's what I was hoping he was going to do. Well, it just means that there is attention to detail. The doctor will be the only one who does remember that gravity 
is well, the I, word. I don't think he remembers yet. I mean, he 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 said well, it he by d- accident. He did. In in that in that that one episode, and he yeah. corrects himself. You mean you mean Mavity? Oh yeah, Mavity. You know, so maybe eventually it'll he'll he'll say, "Hey, wait a minute." <laughs> I think he is. Uh, you know, since he he has whatever kind of a memory a time lord does, I think he can remember uh, timelines that get cut off or changed. I think yeah. he has a pretty good idea of where things get. Altered. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, and that he would also make sense adapts. Eventually. He also adapts, and now he's just saying Mavity. So I did and, like that. So I'm assuming that has it probably has has something to do with this new character of Mrs. Flood, who did the fourth fourth wall breaking yeah. at the end. It was know, weird. Wink. Haven't you ever seen a TARDIS before? So there's all kinds of theories about her going around now. Like is she, is she the, the one that master? picked up the? Did she pick up the? Oh, we don't know. We don't know. She she's the neighbor who who yeah uh, yeah. Yeah, who was really mean to the guy, you know, um, and then at the end is like, oh, honey, it's okay. And yeah, then she's, her personality changes almost suddenly. It does. So, and, and again, is it because something got altered? Yeah, right. I don't know. Or, yeah. But again, Russell T. Davies, he's like, tune in next week or, you know, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm game. It's like with Doctor Who... There's not too much they can do, though I'm I'm glad I have that attitude about it because people getting so upset like they were when it became a woman, when, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, Doctor Who is anything. That's the best thing about Doctor Who. And, and they Doctor spent a whole- Who, the character itself, is excited to see who they're about to become. Yes. They're like, oh, my God, this is me now? Great. And And it's- so, in other words, now it's this... A uh, flamboyant black guy, and I'm like, it's still Doctor Who. That yeah. is the beauty of that construction. Yeah, the yeah. beauty of it. I actually do think it would be fun somewhere down the line for because they have been skewing since Eccleston and since Russell T Davies. They've been skewing the Doctor towards being hipper, younger. I think it would be great if there's another regeneration and maybe it would only last a season because people would be like, fuck that, where he does go back to being a crotchety old dude or a crotchety old lady or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, again, in like Victorian, very uptight clothes going, you, no, 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 mm-hmm. because the doctor should be able to bounce around with any personality. So to yeah. see them become another version of like the first or couple, you know, a couple doctors is kind of like, what is this? What? Ah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Is that that he does mention in this the This is my uh, audition tape yeah. for by the way. <laughs> uh when uh, that episode where where Peter Capaldi's doctor meets meets the first doctor. Mm-hmm. I've, forgotten, I've forgotten that actor's name who the guy who now plays pretty much exclu- well he doesn't exclusively he's got a lot of work but yeah. the guy who plays the original guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he says he says to him at one point said, "Wait, I'm you're me?" But I thought I'd be younger because I am younger. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I've forgotten that moment. I love that. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Again, that is the – it is just one of the greatest creations. And to think it was all down to just, uh, sadly, the first actor slipping into senility and then them going, we have to recast. And then they go, well, we don't even know – what his species is like. So could, he could just turn into a different guy. And they're like, great. Because of that, you have built the greatest fictional creation ever that can go on and mm-hmm. on and on. Cause it's all made up nonsense, sci-fi gibbity gobbity. So yeah, <laughs> the next doctor could be you. Oh, Dr. You <laughs> trademark uh, Brendan Jones. And uh, really, just one episode in, I'm liking our new guy, and I have to learn how to pronounce his name because it, I'm not sure how. Yeah. It's like Shooty, I think. Shooty. Got one. Is there an N sound in there anywhere? I don't like, think so. Shooty? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, I love the fact that he's got this. Was it Scottish? He's a Scottish musical he's yet theater. Another guy. Scott, yeah. It's just wow. So the third Scott we've had in the role. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said, as, as every reviewer pointed out, a lot of the doctor boils down to, can they be the kind of whoever is playing the doctor? Can they do the thinking under pressure thing? He did that very well. I'm like, Oh, uh, 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 love it. You got to, 
be able to pull that off. And also charm. And the guy's got it in spades. So it's like, just like with Jason Momoa, it's like, I'm not sure how good an actor Jason Momoa is, but that guy's charming. I will watch him do pretty much anything because he exudes like, I'm so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, what's your shirt? So, oh, this is my, my, I wore this on one of our earliest episodes. Oh yeah, Gallery and Live but, Fast and Die Never. <laughs> yeah. It's my only Doctor Who shirt. Yeah. That's okay. I don't have um, <laughs> And And a complete side note, pivoting back to DC. I was talking about this earlier. I couldn't find it. I finally found it. Oh, that's my, the original then. Well, yeah. it's one of... Yeah, this was, I, I, I found online that this is, this was, I think the fifth or sixth well, version of, it was like the second to last version of this they made in the early eighties. And now they're but, making them again though. Oh, they are? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Can, that, that will always come back. You can see, back. unfortunately, oh, yeah. there was an accident Yeah, there's and some... we lost Robin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can I have that as a sound clip? And yeah. and uh, I'll turn that into a ringtone for whenever my brother calls. <laughs> <laughs> but this still we works. We lost Robin. Oh, it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, the razor. Does but the little course, shield in the back pop up? No, but there there were like like similar to my uh my Lotus Corgi. Yeah, yeah. Lotus. This used to have missiles that shot out the back. Right, right. Of course I've lost the missiles. Yes. Um kind of knock something else on the floor. Don't do uh, it. This one this one used to have missiles too that shot out the back. There and it's but it's got still the hitch. Here. You can put the uh, bat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There it is. So you can put the bat boat on the back. I guess that's what that was for. Yeah, yeah. Because it was I, originally sold as a set. You, oh. you you had the Batmobile and the bat boat. And this is freaking cool in the back. You've got. Oh, the, uh, I never knew it had that. Yeah, I don't think all of them have. I think the later versions had this. I never had the Corgi Batmobile. Yeah. Well, I, why don't you I, I show earlier, that often? The really the really <laughs> early versions of it when you rolled it, the yeah. fire in the back would would kind of move back and Whoa, forth. Oh, cool. Out. This one doesn't do that, but but uh, yeah, still they just they just don't make toys no, that's this, so like this. This awesome. is you could kill somebody with this. I mean, it's, it's I will say that it's one of very the faults. Well one of the faults of the post Tim Burton movies is that I mean it's Nolan. Nolan wanting to be so scientifically modern accurate. The tumbler that's not an iconic vehicle. No one wants. I mean, it's like yeah, I guess that's a Batmobile, whatever. And the same with this bat plane and bat bike. You're like, those, they're not iconic. But Tim Burton was leaning into like, all right. And then Schumacher continued. And some of it's like, oh, I just want to have the see-through parts into the engine where it's all bright blue. And you're like, yeah, that's not the stealthiest vehicle you could have, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The neon lit up Batmobile. But at the same time, those were where we lost like cool looking iconic batmobiles yeah uh, i hope that gun would eventually yes. gives us the batmobile I, I know yeah i was about to say i was like i'm really curious to see what his batman's going to be like you know and i'm curious to see uh i'm also curious to see matt reeves continuation now that yes. wasn't an iconic batmobile but that was a fucking awesome batmobile scene that car chase is amazing so i can't wait for the batman 2 um what do you, have you seen the trailers for the penguin I guess they've I released, they've released a teaser trailer for the penguin TV show. Okay. It looks like the Sopranos. I mean, that's just, just the whole thing is that that's their take on them. And one of my quibbles about Matt Reeves thing and John hated me talking about it endlessly. Cause he goes, Colin Farrell's great. I'm like, Colin Farrell is great. The makeup's amazing. But I'm like playing the penguin as like a gangster mook is kind of the whole thing about the penguin was he was, uh, over the top, like proper, tidy, elegant. And that's why that was one of the things. So you don't expect him to be a mad killer, criminal genius. He's this dandy in a tuxedo. And instead we got this guy going, you fuck with me. I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to fuck you up. Let me tell you something. I don't need a fucking umbrella. I will fuck you up with a toothpick. I will spit it in your eye and it'll go through your brain. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, well, that is a take on Penguin, all right. Yeah, but it's also this weird thing of like the incredible makeup job on yes. Colin Farrell. But it's like, why? Yeah, I know. Is there a reason why why they, they couldn't just to make find look, an actor that was look like that? Yeah, yeah. 
find someone who's a, a short, rotund guy and allow him the chance it's to be strange. an iconic villain yeah. instead of like going, let's take a handsome dude who's very fit and put him in a fat suit yeah. just because he's a great actor. And he is. But still, I'm like, yeah. I think it would have been more impressive if there was a reason for <laughs> for that. I, I think you know. it really was just Matt Reeves going like, that yeah. guy is always amazing and I want yeah. him in my movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it is a take. Just like the Riddler is not exactly the way I would have imagined the Riddler, but it was a great take. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves is doing his own thing. He is also getting enough of the stuff right to where the stuff that he has changed. This is just like I say with Marvel movies. He changed a lot, but he's doing it well enough with enough talent and and sight uh, foresight uh, that I'm going to allow him to make these little changes. Go, okay, so Bruce Wayne is an emo guy with uh, lanky hair who just goes, leave me alone, leave me alone. (laughs) I don't like being out in public. You're the Batman. Okay, you got me. (laughs) I know, I'm totally the guy that would be Batman. I know. (laughs) Anyway, Um, so we'll see. Ah, shit, I lost my train of thought. Perfect. I've never Um, liked your trains of thought. Yeah, trains of thought. Um, did we talk about this in the show yet? I sent you this clip of David Cornsweet driving around listening to the Star Wars soundtrack, and he's reciting the dialogue. Yes. He was, did you watch that? Yes. The Death Star is in range. You may fire when ready. I, I thought I was so. I was so. This is so cool. Like I, I, don't, I, I still haven't seen him acting anything. I, I'm not that I can't. Oh, I'm sure. But I have. I, yeah, and I'm sure he's great. But that that watching that clip made me just instantly love the guy. Like. Oh, I, I like this guy. Well, I know? think just like Henry Cavill, and I say this with love and respect. Yes, yes. He's a nerd. Yeah. And that's why Henry Cavill was a great choice who was given shitty material. He is the Jody Whitaker of the DCU because you get the right actor and you don't no. give them good stuff. That's a shame. That's on you. Yeah. yeah. But David Cornsweet, um, I saw him in uh, Pearl which is the sequel to X and it is uh, about to have the third in that horror movie trilogy, Maxine. Um, And Pearl is set in the thirties and he plays like a, he's a guy who uh, is a projectionist at a movie theater, but he's a little bit of a slickster because he basically comes on to the young ladies like who's married, but her husband's away at war. And he's kind of like a, Hey, you come by later tonight. I can run any movie you want to watch, you know? And she's like, Oh boy. uh." And they have an affair. So he's a real dickweed, but he's, he's very good. And the guy's crazy handsome. And you're like, I get it. And he isn't built up in that movie, but you can definitely see like, you're like, dude, Superman with a mustache. He's got like a Clark Gable mustache in it, but still he's a good actor. And yes, another nerd. And basically the, Social media posts I've read from him where he's he'll address serious topics and similar to Chris Evans, you go, oh, it is more than just looking like the part. You find someone whose personal beliefs are close to the character. That's gold. He seems like a highly decent young guy. I think it was a little early on that one. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I really so quickly did. Did you watch uh, season three of uh, Slow Horses? Did you see that? Yes, I did. Oh, that show so good! And you know what I love is I love uh, Gary Oldman basically just saying, he "Goes, I hope the show never ends." He goes, yeah. "I would play. I would love to play <laughs> Jackson Lamb for the rest of my life." And I'm like, "Going, absolutely right, perfect." Plus, he doesn't have to be in shape. He can just eat like yeah. shit yeah, right. and show up and he just gets to be the smartest man in the room. He says all the great lines. He farts. He It's like he's terrible and he's great. Oh, I yeah, love that it, character. It's incredible. Yeah. It was great. Everyone so in well it. written. Yeah. Yes. I, I love the the, uh, <laughs> the last couple of episodes where they're, you know, everybody's rushing to to uh, to to get to where, where they are in the last episode. And uh, obviously uh, – Lamb and uh, Ho, uh, you know the man and the, the guy in the chair. The guy's usually yes. at the computer. They're yes. racing to the the house where where uh, I forget the other character's name who is being has been uh, held captive the whole season. Oh, Standish, Stand, yeah, Emily Standish, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, 
you know, he, Lamb tells Ho, like, you stay here. If I, if I don't come back in 30 minutes, you'll go for help or something like that. And so Ho sees the the thugs, you know, arriving in, in their cars. He's like, oh, crap, I have to do something. And that that's how that the last, second to last episode ends. I'm like, oh, cool. He's going to run in. and But he doesn't really do anything effective. <laughs> they just save it to the very the, end. Or he just, the very for, end. And you've actually forgotten he was going to do yeah. anything. He yeah. was hiding in behind that party bus thing. But you forget about it. And then everything gets resolved. They're walking out, and he drives the fucking bus into the front of the building. He goes, "What the fuck was that about?" Well, the the time there was like a great pause because the first line, the first thing Lamb says is like, "Walk me through your thought process here. <laughs> what was the, what were you expecting to accomplish?" He's so patient; he doesn't like lose his shit or anything. He's yes, like, "Yes, what, what?" Are you doing? <laughs> It's so great. And it is another wonderful thing where it's uh, the gag about the guy in the chair. It's like finally getting in the field. And then it's like, no, that guy should only ever be in a chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to stay in there and be our tech guy because you shit. You yeah. absolute shit. And I oh, keep, God. And I keep oh, learning shit. his name and I keep forgetting it. But the guy who plays River Cartwright, the main character. Yeah. Um, so good. And I, yes. I, I, I comment, there was a, I, I follow a, a Duncan Jones on Twitter, a David Bowie's son, the director of Duncan Jones. And he, he, he was raving about the show on there. And he says about, he taught, he mentioned that, that actor, he says, I got to, you know, I'm keeping an eye on this guy. And I commented, so yeah, he's got this total, total like young Harrison Ford kind of vibe about him that he's got this vulnerability. Yes. And, and Duncan came and liked my, my comment. Oh, there you go. Not the first time I've interacted with him, but he's, he's a, but I he, mean, he's, that's, a fan, he's a fantastic actor. And I, I, I see, I see a bright future for that. that young uh, man. Agreed. And not that my brain, my brain does always go to comics, but I, I'm sitting there looking at that guy and going similar to you. It's like that guy could be a, a movie hero, whether it isn't a superhero thing or not, because he is handsome. But he does have that real sort of I'm a human who's barely keeping up, but I'll keep yeah. going. He's making it and, up as he goes. And they do the yeah. character in the show that way. I mean, the whole yeah. idea of him going through that torture where the the guy who's one of the dogs, his arch nemesis on the other side is like, I'm going to enjoy this and just beats a shit out of him. And he's sitting there and you're sitting there going, how does that man still move in that fictional world? Mm-hmm. That actor can portray I'm in incredible pain. But I also have to keep going, or this all, and you're like, damn, that it's, is the Harrison Ford. Thing. It is, yeah. It's so much like it's it's you know Harrison Ford but in every every indie in movie. Middle. But yeah, but I my head my my thoughts go back to the to the uh, the heli the helicarrier, yeah, uh, whatever thing whatever that that plane was called in the first movie where he's just absolutely getting well the flying wing, hope. yeah, where the yeah. huge German guy is just <sighs> that Eating wobble in his knees. I don't even know how you do that because that looks exactly what it looks like when you have lost the ability to stand. Yeah. Because yeah. he just does that knee wobble before he falls back and we're going physical acting at its greatest. Yes. And then of course the the propeller chewing the guy up. Yeah. And today that, we would see that. Yeah. And that delightful <laughs> gl- g- g- uh, little, little grin he does when he realizes what's about to happen. Like, <laughs> and the guy's just standing there going, oh, yeah. oh. damn, Spielberg knows how to make a movie. He does. That just hit me again. That guy can direct a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so we've covered a lot of topics, a lot of nerding stuff, nerding stuff. It's a good way to start the year. It is. What do we have to look forward to this year? What's what's coming up? Well, besides- this is this is a slower year um, because of the strikes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Damn. Well, we'll have each other, Chad. <laughs> We'll just have each other. You know, we can always end up talking about more Sid and Marty Croft stuff. We got a whole bunch of stuff yeah, we can talk about. Yeah, maybe it's time for us to pivot back. To maybe, retro, maybe we should start watching stuff. old episodes of The Super Friends, and we just yeah. do uh, a review of each episode of The Super Friends. <laughs> Man, Aquaman was essential in this one. <laughs> oh, there was that, that short clip I did about us talking about yes the Aquaman trailer, and I I dropped in. I just it was a, it was a, a super 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 friends clip I'd used in a previous video. Yeah, but I didn't realize until this I was cutting that one that it has the moment they used to quote all the time. Like meanwhile, Batman and Superman streak <laughs> to the planet surface. It wasn't exactly that line, but it was no, basically the same thing because that was in practically every episode. Yeah, yeah. 
And I still, I need to look up the episode I always quote, which is the one where there is some sort of black magic thing going on. And Superman flies into the Hall of Justice and Batman and Robin are literally walking like zombies and their eyes are bright red. Superman flies in and goes, obviously they're under some sort of voodoo curse. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. That Superman goes, red eyes, zombie walking. Mm, Voodoo curse. (laughs) Love you, Superman. You know everything. Yeah, but I've watched some of the early ones uh, and I forgot how much padding there is. Because they really stretched it out. There's one where yeah. there's Wendy and Marvin trying to find the Justice League or hiding in the Hall of Justice, and it goes on for 15 minutes of the thing like, we'll run this way. Oh, now you're going that way, and we're running. I'm like, stop <laughs> it. This isn't Scooby-Doo. What I like, too, about those cartoons is the recycling of sound effects. Oh, yes. Because in that that episode you're talking about with the zombies, uh, I think that the zombies like shoot comes kind of energy out of their mouths. Yes. And yes. it's the same it's like the, i think the same thing they use for all the other laser rays they saved Suddenly a lot of money like they saved <laughs> yes. them some money but there's such but great I still sound, so and i, I will say this i still love that theme and if i oh, were yeah. to do a justice league movie just like they do occasionally with the marvel movies i would sneak it in that's my Just favorite part it. Oh yeah, when it goes and they're running at each other. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I get easily excited. Don't make that into a sound clip. All right. Anyway, we'll figure out something else to talk about next week. We're back. It's 2024. We're getting older, but and our memories are getting worse. Come and join us. Yay! Watch a couple movies, Chad. We'll talk about them. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right.